Hey, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. I'm going to jump right into things today. Go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We'll have it on the screen. If you got a Bible on your phone, that's okay. Amen. Amen. Come on, give it up for the worship team today. Oh, we can do better than that. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 1 says this. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned back to Capernaum. Verse 2. At that time, a highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent a respected Jewish elders to him to ask to come heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves help, he does, they said, for he loves Jewish people and even has built a synagogue for us. This is a huge um, deal for uh, Roman officers to have a heart of compassion towards the Jewish people and be willing to build a place for them uh, to worship. Verse 5 says, or verse 6. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. Verse 7. I'm not even worthy, uh, I'm not even worthy to come meet you. Just say the words from where you're at, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go. Come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do this. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Isn't that incredible? The God of the universe, Jesus Christ himself, was amazed. Turning to the crowds that followed him, he says this, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Verse 10, and when the officer's friend returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Amen. We're going to go through this passage today and really kind of mine out God's truth about how we find breakthrough. It's really incredible when God speaks out words. And the thing that was so great about that word that God spoke over our church was it was a word for our church and it was a word for you. You're a part of this church. You're a part of this home. God has placed you here. And so when God places you in a home, in a body, there is blessing and there is favor that comes being a part of that home, okay? And so God's going, I have an unloading for you. I have a breakthrough season coming for you and your life. Remember, you got to grab onto that. But there are principles in the word of God that help us to obtain God's favor and blessing, obtain the blessing that God has for us. Okay, so verse 2, verse 2, he said this, a highly valued Roman officer was sick and near death. I don't know about you if you've ever seen death before. It's really hard to watch. 
if you've ever seen it before. Um, very young, I watched my, my grandparents get sick. I watched my grandpa get cancer. Um, it's hard to watch somebody's body deteriorate. It's hard to watch them lose their color and zest and uh, feel for life. Um, I watched my grandma. She gave me a hug one morning, had a stroke in my arms. It's incredible to see life so fragile in a moment. And um, it's hard to see. It's hard to understand death. It's hard to be around death. I remember being 11 years old, it was my 11th birthday, and um, I hadn't seen my grandpa in about two months because he was just so sick, and I think they were just trying to shield me and protect me, and, and on my 11th birthday, they brought me uh, to see him. He had been non-responsive for about two weeks, and as uh, soon as I walked in the room, he woke up. And he talked to me for about 15 minutes. He kissed me on the side of the head like he always did. And he told me he loved me. He was proud of me. And as soon as I walked out, he was gone again. And about 15, min 15 minutes later, he passed on. But he's with Jesus. He's with Jesus. I know it's really hard for me to talk about this, but I want you to know how excited I am that he is with Jesus today and that he is in the presence of God and that he is not in this earth suffering and that someday I will see him again and the people you have lost, you will see them again and we will celebrate together around Jesus and his kingdom and his glory and his grace and his goodness. Isn't that good news today? Amen. God, so good. He is so good. And I know in this verse that it's talking about a physical illness, a physical death. But I know from personal experience that sometimes emotional death can feel just as bad as physical death or physical sickness. Amen. That sometimes we can be having things going on inside of our souls that feel so destitute. Sometimes we're sick with disappointment. Anybody ever felt that way before? Disappointing situation, maybe lost love, maybe a situation with a job, uh, maybe you were believing with God for something and it didn't just work out the way that you had been believing God for and you had a disappointing moment in your life and you're sick with disappointment or maybe you're sick with grief. Maybe you've lost somebody or lost a situation and you're sick in your heart from grief or maybe you're sick from the stresses of life. I know that I get sick all the time watching my boys grow out of clothes all the time. You know, I, I buy a pair of pants and two months later I'm like, wow, you know, you're going out for a flood today, aren't you? You know, and and then, you know, I watch my boys eat, you know. I don't know if your kids eat a lot, okay, but my kids, I mean, they are savages, okay. I mean, just savages. And, and, and I get stressed 
about life and I get stressed about taking care of them and their future and sometimes I get sick uh, in my soul. You know, I don't know if you've ever felt that where you've had a season. I've had seasons in my life where in my soul I just felt like, I just feel like I'm not real close to Jesus right now. I just feel like he's really, really far away. You know, it reminds me of this movie. Um, how many of you seen the movie, What About Bob? Can we just thank God for making that movie? I mean, it's just a true, true classic movie. And uh, I have it recorded, and we watch it all the time, It's like on the background. And there's a scene in What About Bob where... Um, He's going to see his counselor that's on Lake Winnipesaukee, and um, he can't see him for three months, and so he finagles his way to get to Lake Winnipesaukee, and he finds his, his uh, uh, counselor, and, and he's trying to have a moment with him outside of this, like, drugstore, and, you know, and he's looking at him, and he's like, I'm in really bad shape, and I barely got here, and, and so the, the counselor says, hey, I need you. I'll, I'll meet with you, but I need you to buy a ticket, and, and you know, I'll meet with you later, and he goes, can, can we just meet right now? I, I really need you, like, right now. And he goes, well, you got all the way here. And he goes, I barely got here, you know. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of that movie. But when I think about a soul that is sick sometimes, I think that some of us come to Elevate, and we, we get here, but in our soul we're going, I barely got here. I barely got to church today. I'm barely holding on to Jesus I'm barely holding on to His truth and His promises. I'm barely holding on. And the reality is this. If you came today and you feel sick in disappointment or sick in grief or sick in your soul or sick in stress, you're at the right place today. God wants to meet you. And He wants to bring grace to your soul. Verse 3 says this. When the officer heard about Jesus. I believe that his faith arised in his heart. Faith filled his soul. Hope came alive again for his sick partner. Hebrews chapter 1, uh, chapter 11, verse 1 in the Amplified says this. Now faith is assurance. I love assurance. The other day, I hit this car with my big truck. <laughs> I was backing out turned into this car. But guess what? I have an assurance that I have insurance, right? And so I got out of my big truck and said, hi, my name's Jeff, and this is my name, and this is my number, and here's my insurance provider. Give him a call. I'm leaving. I got things to do, okay? But I had assurance that I have insurance that I'm good. It says this, faith is assurance. Title deed, confirmation, you hold the title. I don't know if you've ever paid off anything in your life, but I know when we paid off our Honda and I got my title, I was like, yes, six years. Yeah, never again in Jesus' name. I own that car. I have the title. I'm assured that this is my car. I own this car. Title deed of Things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, the evidence of things that are not seen. This is what faith is, okay? And I believe when he heard 
about Jesus, that faith filled his heart, goes on to say this, the conviction of reality. I remember meeting with people before we started our church, and they would look at me and they'd go, do you know what you're doing with your life right now? I had a very well, older, respected man in our church at Living Word, and he sat me down and he said, do you know what you're doing? You could be throwing away your life right now. But you know what? I had a conviction from the Holy Spirit that I was doing exactly what God wanted me to do. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Goes on to say, faith comprehends as fact what we cannot experience with our physical senses. So when he heard about the goodness of God, he heard maybe the story how Jesus healed the man with an advanced case of leprosy. He heard about the story about Jesus healing the paralyzed man. He heard about how Jesus fed 5,000, and really it was more because it was 5,000 families. He heard about what Luke chapter 4, verse 40 through 41 says, where it says this, and as the sun went down that evening, people through the villages brought sick family members to Jesus, no matter what their disease, no matter what their disease, their ailment was, he touched the touch of his hand, healed every one of them. Verse 41, Many possessed by demons, and demons came out by his command, shouting, you are the son of God. So what did he hear? He heard about Jesus. He heard about his goodness. He heard about his truth. And when he heard, faith filled his heart, and he said, you know what? I don't care that Jesus is here. I don't care what I'm seeing before me right now. All I know is that Jesus is a healer, and if one word from him, I know my slave can be healed. All I need is one word. All I need to know is the truth about the God that I'm serving. That's what faith is. He heard the good news and he realized nothing's impossible. Everything is possible with God as we trust him. Everything. Do you understand this? Oh my gosh. Everything is possible. Everything. Nothing is impossible. Verse 6. He said, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. What is he doing? He's lowering himself under Jesus. He's saying, Jesus, you have a superior status. And I'm a man that has authority. And I'm going to take my authority, and I'm going to humbly put it underneath you. I'm submitting to you. See, the reality is this, and I very much know this from personal experience. When we have seasons of pride, God goes, okay, have fun. Go do what you want. I'm good. I'll watch you. I'll be over here. I'll be ready when you want to come back, but you go do what you want to do. And you go do what you feel like is best for you to do. But when we have a humble spirit and we say, God, you're supreme. Your word is supreme. Your truth is supreme. And I'm going to submit my authority to your authority. And I'm going to get up underneath your authority. That's when God goes, you know what? I can pour out grace. 
because you're a trustworthy vessel. Do you understand this? So listen, God goes, I want Matt blessed, right? Okay. Do we all agree on this? That God wants Matt and Elena blessed. Amen. We all agree that God wants to do extraordinary work in Matt and Elena. We all agree on this. We all agree that God wants Matt and Elena to drive good cars and have a good home and be able to feed their family and take good care of everything that they're called to do in this life, right? Amen? Okay? What does God need Matt and Elena to do? Just submit themselves to the Lord, to his truth, to his understanding. Because, listen, God's not going to give Matt and Elena anything that they're not ready to possess. I told Matt, I remember, what was her name? The old, the old girl. The old girl. What was her name? Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm mowing, I'm mowing one day, and Matt's dating Nicole. And the Lord said, this isn't right. You stop mowing right now, and you go find Matt, and you tell him. And did I? <laughs> you did. And I told Matt, I said, Matt, I said, when you're ready, in the right season, the right time, when you're ready to receive what God has for you, she'll be there. Right? There are things that God's going, I want to do in your life. I, I, I want you to be blessed but I need you to come up underneath my submission. Because until you come up underneath my submission, I can't give it to you because it won't be a blessing to you. You won't know what to do with it. Because everything that's going on in your life is a blessing to you, but it's supposed to be a blessing to the kingdom. Right? We live in this terrible theology in 2018 that everything is about us when it's very much not about us. It's about God getting things to us and through us. Amen? That's what God wants to do. Verse 7. It says this, just say the words. If you've got a Bible, underline that. Just say the words, he says. Just say the words from where you are, and my servant will be healed. So when God speaks, he doesn't waste time or breath. Okay? When God speaks in his word or when God speaks prophetically over you, God is not wasting time or breath. God is going, this is a timely word for you in this season, in this moment, and there is great authority in what I'm speaking to you from the word of God or a prophetic word into your soul. Remember when Jesus talks to trees, right? Jesus says to the disciples, listen, you see this tree? I'm going to talk to this tree. I'm going to curse this tree. And with the power of my words, this tree is going to die. They go to Jerusalem. They come out of Jerusalem. They come back. And as they're walking past the tree, the disciples go, look at that. The tree's dead. What was God trying to teach the disciples? What is he trying to teach us? He's saying, listen, when I speak, there is authority behind what I'm saying. Regardless of what you see at the moment, the interesting thing is when Jesus spoke, the tree didn't wither and die right that second. 
but he was dead. Amen? Because there was authority behind what he said. So when the officer, the Roman officer, he is speaking out heaven's truth about Jesus. That's why it's so important to take the word of God and prophetic words and go, I'm going to speak not what I feel, but I'm going to speak what heaven is saying about my life. I'm going to speak what the word of God is saying about my life. You know, I've spent the last probably three or four days going over prophetic words that Bill has gave me. I have a prophetic word that you gave me from the beginning when we started the church. Do you remember that? The very first time you came? Listen, every prophetic word that comes into me, I'm going, this is what God has said. This is what God has declared. And I will not forsake what God is saying. I will hold on to what God is saying. I will digest what God is saying. And I will speak what God is saying. Amen? We do the same thing with the Word of God. We receive the Word of God. I hear what God has said in His Word. It is His truth. It is promise. I digest the Word of God. I hide it in my heart. And then I speak the Word of God when there are times that it looks like everything looks different than what God is speaking. Amen? That is spiritual maturity. That is what God is pulling us into. God is going, I need you to not be little lambs. I need you to grow. I need you to be able that in hard times, in hard situations, when things look bleak, you speak my word and my truth, and then you see the blessing. Hannah, I'm telling you, you're going to have a baby. And it's going to be to the glory of God. And the Lord says, because of how long it's taken, it's nothing that you two can do, but it will be all glory to him. Amen? See, that's what happens when we are strong in the Word of God. When we're strong in what God says, then He gets the glory. Instead of us, instead of man getting glory, He receives the glory. Verse 8 goes on and says this. I know this because I'm a man under authority. My superior officers. And I have authority over my soldiers. Worship team, you guys can come on up. We got to understand this, that Jesus is supreme overall. okay? Jesus is supreme overall. And that's a question of your heart. Is Jesus supreme over my finances? Is Jesus supreme over how I parent my children? Is Jesus supreme on how I live out my relationship in my marriage? Is Jesus supreme in how I honor my coworkers and my boss? Is Jesus supreme in all that I do in this life? That's lordship. That's lordship. Look. Jesus wants relationship, but we have to remember that it is the kingdom of God. It is not the democracy of God. It is not the USA of God. It is not how I grew up in my home, God. It is the kingdom of God, and he is a king to be worshiped as a king, and as a king, I submit under his authority and leadership, right? There's a song, an old song. It's one of my favorite songs in the world. It's called I Surrender All. Anybody remember that song? It says this. 
All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will forever love him and trust him. In his presence daily, I will live. All to Jesus, I surrender. Humbly at his feet, I bow. Worldly pleasures, all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to my blessed Savior. I surrender. I remember singing that song as a kid. I think sometimes as a kid I was singing things I didn't even realize I was singing over, over my own future. But I take this so serious that I surrender my life to Him and His will. And if you don't like that, we're probably not the church for you. Because that will be a constant running theme in what God is going to do in our future. We will submit to his authority and God will do great and mighty, blessed, miraculous works on our behalf and he'll receive all the glory, all the credit, all the honor. Amen? Verse nine, it says this, Jesus was amazed. What is Jesus saying? This is what faith looks like. Pay attention. This is what faith looks like. Jesus says, I have all the ingredients for the miraculous. Number one ingredient is this, impossible situation. I want you to think of an impossible situation in your life right now. Something you go, I mean, I just, I cannot, I cannot get past this. Number two, hear the goodness of God. So you have an impossible situation then you hear about the goodness of God. Number three, you honor the Lord. You bring submission to him. Number four, you take God's word that never fails and you start speaking it out. Number five, you are in a place of understanding that Jesus is supreme. And so if you put all those things together, uh, bake it on 350 degrees for 50 minutes, you get a supernatural miracle. Amen? Because God goes, there it is. There's faith, there's honor, there's submission, there's growth in their soul. Now I can trust them. Now I can trust because you got to understand this. When God brings blessing, the blessing is to cause you to draw closer to him. So if God brings blessing and it's just a, oh, thanks, God. And you move on. It did nothing for your soul, and it did nothing for the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? So God wants you to be mature enough that when he brings blessing, it draws you closer to him. And the closer you get to him, the more you realize your life isn't about you. It's about other people, and it's about the kingdom of God. Amen? Verse 10. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. What did it say? They go home, and the man is healed completely. 
Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning?